As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 108. Jim from Accelerated Fire. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So Katie, we had a very interesting chat with Jim, who has quite a different take on personal finance. He's not so save as much money as what you can. He's more like, well, what if you earn more? Yeah, and I can totally get behind this because we side hustle quite a bit, but he had a particularly interesting side hustle that I think takes a little bit of skill to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, especially on Chain of Wealth, we talk about like side hustles that the common person can do, like Uber Drive or Lyft Drive or Airbnb or Bird Scooter Charging, which is like, we've done a lot of those, but we haven't really talked too much about like specific kinds of side hustles where it takes a little extra time to learn, but the payoff can be really great. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways you can go about doing stuff like this. Either you can, you know, like earn more money through like regular means, or you could look for different asset classes. And that's exactly what Jim's done. He said, all right, let's take a little bit of a look outside the box and see what else there is out there. And interesting enough, he ventured into the online space and he's been looking a lot about um, Amazon FBA as well as niche affiliate sites, which definitely is quite interesting, Katie. It definitely is. All right. Well, are you ready to dive out into today's interview? Yeah, I want to see how he made all this extra money. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom.
Today we have Jim from Accelerated Buy. Jim maintains that a lot of personal finance sites out there focus a bit too much on the saving part of budgeting and not enough on the income producing side. He uses his site Accelerated Buy as a means to document his side hustles and provide educational material to others out there. Welcome well, Jim. Hi Jim. Hi, how you guys doing? Good, thanks. So I have a bit of a strange random question for you. Um, so I'm just going to come out and say it. If we were invaded by aliens and we had to give up one flavor of ice cream and you had to have the final say, what would you give up? Vanilla or chocolate and why? Um, I would definitely give up chocolate. I'm a big vanilla fan. I like it with everything, strawberries, uh, shortcake, everything like that. So big vanilla fan. Wow. I feel like you didn't even have to hesitate there. <laughs> no, I, I'm not a chocolate fan at all. Really? I feel like there you got, your kind is few and far between. I think I could actually do it without chocolate as well if I had to choose. Really? Because yeah. that chocolate popsicle in the freezer that I'm like waiting for, <laughs> I've been thinking about it all day. Yeah, but it's not vanilla. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> awesome. So let's chat a bit about having a business on the side. You have a whole section on your website that you talk all about Amazon FBA. So for those who, who don't know, what is that and what does it entail? Sure. So when you go on Amazon and buy something and it says that it has prime shipping, um, that basically just means that it's fulfilled by Amazon, which is what that FBA stands for. So a lot of the stuff that's actually sold on Amazon.com isn't sold by Amazon. It's sold by people like me who are selling their own stuff that they either make or they have a factory that makes it for them. And then they just list it on Amazon. And so it's really nice because I can send my inventory into Amazon. And then when orders come in, they have a guy in the warehouse that goes and grabs it and ships it out. So I don't actually have to handle any of that. Um, so I don't have to spend any time on it during the day while I'm at work. That's pretty interesting. So do you actually send your inventory to Amazon warehouses or something? Or, or how exactly does that work? Yeah, that's right. So I basically have two factories that I work with and they're located in China and they produce all the product for me. It ships over on the ocean, um, comes into California, and then I have another company that takes it and makes sure everything's good to go and then they ship it into Amazon. Uh, so I don't even have to see it or inspect it at all and it just goes right to Amazon. Wow, that's really interesting. Is that kind of like your side hustle that you have going then? Yeah, that was kind of the first side hustle that I got started on. Um, about five years ago, my company that I work, I work at Kellogg's, they started going through downsizing and I realized that I might be the next one to go. So I decided I need to figure out a way to make some money on my own. And so I kind of stumbled across the Amazon stuff um, by listening to a podcast and got started on it. Um, I actually lost quite a bit of money at the beginning because the product I started with didn't sell very well, uh, but I stuck with it, stumbled upon a couple of really good product ideas, um, which kind of took off and I've been doing it for about four years. And in that time, I've sold everything from like garlic presses to fidget spinners to sunglasses, um, a whole bunch of different things. So how do you kind of like pick what you're going to sell? So at the... Like how does that come about? Yeah. So at the beginning... Um, I was really just looking for something that had low competition. So low competition would be something where like you search for it on Amazon. Um, and like the example here was like watch straps. So like the actual strap that holds your watch on your wrist, um, you'd be surprised, but there's um, a bunch of those that are being sold on Amazon. Like, you know, people making thousands of dollars a month. And so I stumbled across that and I noticed that the other people that were selling them, um, their listings didn't look very good. Like the pictures were kind of ugly and, um, 
they only had like five reviews. And so what you're looking for is something that doesn't have a lot of reviews because that tells you that there's not a lot of competition. Um, Amazon kind of ranks things by reviews is one of the things they use. Uh, so if you see people that have thousands and thousands of reviews, that's going to be something that's really hard to compete with. Wow, it's definitely interesting and uh, something I didn't really know too much about. I've never even thought about it. So how hard is it to kind of build up and get into this kind of a niche? Yeah, so it kind of depends on what you choose to sell. So if you have like the first product I started selling was a garlic press and uh, it was a disaster because it was exactly like everybody else's garlic press. And so you have to give people a reason to buy your product over everybody else's. Um, and so if you can find something that is customized or that you can manufacture yourself, you'll have a big leg up over the competition because most people are doing what I do where they find a factory in China or somewhere else in the U S and they have someone produce the product for them. And then someone comes along behind them and they say, Hey, give me the, same thing as that guy, but just change the name to my company name. And so the more customized you can get, the more you can niche down, um, the better of a competitive advantage you'll have. Well, wow, it's really interesting. And, and I guess that, you know, like having done this for a couple of years, you've really gone into the nooks and crannies and figured out exactly how the system works and, you know, how to optimize for it. Out of interest, would most of the traffic that is purchasing your products come from your own websites or was that just Amazon organic searches that are happening? It is entirely done on Amazon. Um, for a little while, I had my own website and I might have sold one or two products a month compared to Amazon. I was selling one to 2000. So like, if you think about when you want to go buy something, you usually go to Amazon to search for it, right? Not Google. Right. And so most of the traffic is just going through Amazon. And so just by showing up there with your product, you're just kind of dipping into that traffic that's already going there. So between this and your full-time job, it seems like you're quite busy with all that because I know at least from my side hustle, sometimes I, I get one going and then I get another one going. And then by, you know, once you really get into it, it's kind of like, how am I going to juggle all this? And how am I going to time manage? How do you find the balance between FI and spending your money on your business? Has it been challenging at all, especially with having a family and also a regular work life? Yeah, um, that's definitely been tough. So the one nice thing about Amazon over something like Etsy is like when you sell something, Amazon will ship that out for you versus Etsy. You know, if you're selling things on there as a side hustle, like things that you're making yourself, you have to make it. And then you also have to go to the post office and ship it. Whereas Amazon, you rely on a factory or somebody else to produce it for you. And then Amazon ships it for you. So the Amazon side hustle stuff is really only about one or two hours a month. It's pretty passive. Um, but the reinvesting the money back into it has been really challenging because uh, you have to order inventory in bulk from your supplier. So one of my suppliers, my average order is five or $6,000. And so you kind of have to have that money to place the order and then you have to wait for them to make it and ship it. And then you have to sell it before you see any of that money coming back to you. Um, so it's really been tough to balance more of the money side of it um, as far as saving for retirement versus reinvesting back into the business. Um, but the time part's been a little easier because like I said, I've got two kids. So I really try to choose side hustles that are more passive versus, you know, more active that involve more time. Yeah, that makes sense. So you've also built up a couple of niche websites, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so like how long would you say that it takes for you to get up to speed and start making some money off uh, Amazon affiliates? So it depends on if you can, if you have the money saved up um, and you can buy one, it's really nice because 
you are making money right away. So as soon as you buy that website and you take it over, you're going to be making money from the first day. Um, if you try to build one up from the, from the ground, from zero, where you're starting with a new website and you have to create everything on your own, I'd say it probably takes four to six months before you'll make your first hundred dollars. Uh, you know, it depends on how much time you put into it, but it definitely takes a lot longer to ramp up. So what I did is I took some money that I had tried to, I was trying to do some investing and stock trading and options. And it was really bad news. I lost like $5,000 and I realized that this is not what I should be spending my time on. And so I took that money out of my Roth IRA and bought the websites with that money. Um, and the returns have been a lot better than what I was getting when I was trying to do like day trading with stocks, which was uh, not something I would recommend to anybody. Yeah. And you, if you're doing day trading, that's really something you have to be sitting on top of as well. It's not so much of a passive thing, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah. And then you just realize that, you know, you do it for a little while and you lose some money and then you realize that there's a lot smarter people out there than you are. It's really hard to make money that way. Yeah, man. They got their algorithms working and they've already developed these crazy things. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Day trading is really a high risk. And like, look, if you're good at it, you can make a ton of cash, but to actually break into that market is very, very difficult. Absolutely. So I know that there are a lot of misconceptions about, um, Fi, and I wanted to know your thoughts. Is there anything that you would tell the younger version of yourself or looking back, something that you wish somebody would have told you? So the, I think the thing everybody would agree on is I wish I had started when I was younger. Um, I'm 30 years old and I started relatively young. I think I was like 23 or 24 when I started my 401k at my job. But the earlier you can start on that, the better, especially before you have kids and a house and everything like that. You know, you can just save a lot more money. And then the other thing is I wish I had known about the other asset classes like websites where, you know, it's something that produces cash flow just like a rental property, but it's a little bit easier because you can build your own. You know, you, it's a little tougher to build your house and rent it out. So being able to like build a website, um, something that generates cash flow, and then you can sell later on for a multiple of what the profit that it makes. Um, it's really cool because it's an asset class that a lot of people don't know about. And uh, it actually has really good cash flow and good returns. Yeah. And also it's a lot more hands-on, you know, it's almost like your own little project. Um, I, I know a lot of the, um, the guy Kawasaki books, the four day work week, he always says that he doesn't invest in anything that he can't control. And ultimately like you can't control Facebook if you have a stock of Facebook but if you have your own websites and you're kind of managing that that's something you're directly in control of and although it's become something that's a bit more passive for you you still ultimately get the say so very cool to sort of diversify your investments like that yeah, definitely. The other thing I'd say is um, I read this book it's called Millionaire Fast Lane it's probably the cheesiest title ever for a book <laughs> I read <laughs> I that really as good well yeah, it had a good point in there, though, is if you, at your day job, if next year you want to make twice your salary, like that's just not going to happen, right? If you get paid by the hour or you're in a salary position, you might get a 5 or 10% raise. But with the website, you know, say it's making $10,000 a year, if you just put more time into it and you write twice as many articles, you should make twice as much money next year. So having that leverage and something you can control, like you said, is huge and it gives you a lot of flexibility and a lot of earning potential that you don't get in a day job. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So sort of um, starting four years ago, you said like, how many niche websites would you say you have now? So right now I have 
two that I had purchased for about ten to $12,000 each. And then I also have um, one website that I started on my own about six months ago. And then I actually have another one that I just bought the domain today that I'm starting that's about Fortnite because I, I think that's going to be a huge, I mean, it already is, right? But um, so I'm going to have four soon with uh, the fourth one being brand new. That's really interesting. Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, don't forget to check out the Chain of Wealth Money Minute. We designed the Chain of Wealth Money Minute for Alexa, but you can also listen to it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other way that you listen to podcasts. The Money Minute is designed as a quick and easy money tip. Our episodes are typically range from a minute to three minutes long, and it's a great way to get your daily fix in terms of learning how to manage your money, you can head on to chainofwealth.com slash podcast and there you can find out more information about the Money Minutes. Okay, so what is your saving or retirement plan? So my plan right now is to max my 401k every year and then that'll put me on pace to retire when my daughter graduates high school and she's two right now. So that's my current plan. That's Very really cool. Awesome. So yeah. you're going to achieve your FI by how old, more or less? If she's two now, you, that's just before 50, right? Yep, I'll be 45 years old. That's fantastic. And that, that, that is very young to be retiring. So <laughs> It is. I, I don't know if I'll actually be retired by then. I'll be, I'll be five, but I don't know if I'll do the retire early part. It kind of depends on you know my job and stuff like that because I actually like my job. So I don't think I'll be quitting uh, right when I hit my number, but who knows? Yeah, well, and I think that working also kind of keeps you like in the loop and it keeps you young. And at 45, you're still pretty on top of your game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my job I had before my current one was production planning. So I'd figure out what to make, how to ship it, make sure it gets there on time. And so it tied in really tightly with the things I was doing on Amazon. Those skills transferred over. So Ah. it's kind of something people don't realize is like the things you learn in your job probably have applications outside of it that could make you money in another way. You just have to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and also it works the other direction as well. Stuff you may learn in a side hustle surprisingly could be useful in your day job. <laughs> I have I have experienced that with chain of wealth and then teaching. Oh yeah, how so? Um well to be perfectly honest, I have pretty embarrassingly bad computer skills and even simple things like shortcut keys and like um, just different ways to like copy and paste things. So it like it fixes margins and it formats properly, like that kind of thing even has helped me as long as just like, you know, being able to create things in Canva and just keeping things more like visually appearing and also breaking text down to make it very simple. Like I use yeah. the same strategy in my teaching as I do in my blogs. Yes, that's very true. I've noticed writing for a website is way different than what you were taught in school. And it's, you know, if you write like you wrote a book report in ninth grade, nobody's going to want to read your website. So it's definitely a good skill to learn. Right, definitely. Or even just emailing back and forth with parents, like kind of making important things up at the top and very noticeable and then things that are not as important, but I still should probably tell you I'll put in there as well. So, right. So the one, one other thing I had happen is when I started, um, 
selling stuff on Amazon like four or five years ago at my company. I work at a pretty big company and there was like two people that worked in e-commerce. That was it. Cause nobody really did e-commerce back then at big companies. And now it's like a 30 person department. And so I've been able to go talk to the person that runs it and tell them my experience I've got on Amazon. And you know, it just blows everyone else out of the water because it's real world experience that I taught myself. And so it gives you leverage to be able to find new jobs or get promotions that wouldn't have been available if you hadn't gone out of your way to teach yourself new skills. Right. Definitely. I can see that for sure. So do you have any other books or podcasts that you like to recommend? Yes. My favorite podcast is the side hustle show um, with Nick Loper. He interviews people that do all sorts of different side hustles. So there might be someone that does a website and then the next week it's like a guy that goes and collects pallets from warehouses and resells them. So it's really cool because you get to learn about new side hustles you had never heard about before. And I think that might've been how I actually heard about the Amazon stuff in the first place. It's actually crazy how many different ways they ought to make money out there that you would never think of. <laughs> Yeah. Once you get started on it, it's like you have to avoid shiny object syndrome where you just constantly get distracted and you want to go try all these new things out. That's that's definitely where we're at. I feel like every couple of days I'm like, oh, here's a new side hustle. And I just kind of have to take myself back and like, okay, you have enough going on. Calm down. I know today I was thinking like I should sell off some of my websites. I don't have enough time for And Then by the end of the day, I'm like, I'm buying a new domain to start my fourth website. So it's, <laughs> it's really tough. We all have the same thoughts. I also do that with the web design on chain of wealth as well. I'm like, mm, I don't like how it looks. I think I'm going to change it up. And you know, you keep changing and keep changing and keep changing. And at some points you realize you're like, this is not making me any extra money. I need to focus on building my tribe instead of to what color this button is going to be. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, it's addicting to do that stuff. It's fun. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite quote you'd like to live by? Oh, I was going to mention a book too. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I Go for it. Love this book. It's called The End of Jobs by Taylor Pearson, and it it makes out like a really nice argument for why like people nowadays don't really just stay at the same company, work for 30 or 40 years, and retire with a pension, and how because of globalization, we've really seen the long steady jobs kind of change and things have gotten more specialized and more niche down. And it's just a really good book to read. It kind of made me get more motivated to start my side hustle when I kind of saw the trends that were happening over the last 20 years that the author lays out and kind of how that would work in the future and what the future world of, you know, corporate America and jobs might look like. It's really interesting. Yeah. We, we actually did a recent podcast episode about um, being an entrepreneur and, you know, like a, a lot of people consider, doing entrepreneurship and that it's a very high risk kind of um, profession to go into. But a lot of entrepreneurs, they have got multiple income sources from like maybe 10 or 20 clients versus your job. And if you get laid off, that's it for most people. So um, yeah, diversifying is definitely a great way to go. And it's almost the way of the future as well. You know, like the age of the side hustle and people doing stuff is definitely in today. So it'll be interesting to see what it's going to be like in a couple of years time. Yeah, definitely. So uh, do you have a favorite quote you like to live by? Yeah. Um, this quote I came across recently, it was about, you shouldn't follow your passion. You should follow your pain. And so the logic was like, if you think like, Oh, I want to be a rock star cause I'm passionate about playing the guitar. Unless you enjoy practicing the guitar by yourself in your room for like 10,000 hours, you're never going to reach that end point. And so you really have to like what you do. And that's why I kind of realized like some of the websites I had where it was about topics I didn't care about. 
I never spent any time on them. So they weren't growing. And so I really had to find something that I liked that I could see myself spending a lot of time on and creating a lot of content for, because that's the only way I'm going to be able to get to that end goal of, you know, making a lot of money out of it. I can appreciate that. Jim, we absolutely loved hanging out today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Uh, the only thing I would say is to find a side hustle today and just start it. There's never going to be a good time. You're never going to get more free time. You're never going to have less things going on. So you just got to start it, get going, and just learn things as you go and everything will work out. I completely agree. Shane, as we've been hanging out with Jim from Accelerated Fire, you can check out his website. It's acceleratedfire.com and definitely check out some of the ways that he's making money. There's other ways to diversify your income other than just cutting back your expenses. Chainers, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and we would love if you joined us on Facebook. Head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. There you'll be redirected to our Facebook group. It's a nice small group that's closely knit. We talk all about money and you can find your accountability partner there if you're looking for someone to be held accountable with. We'll catch you on the flip side, Chainers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.